I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yo, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher every day. And around 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But don't worry about Facebook and YouTube. Stop on by Instagram. That's where everybody is hanging out. It's where all the cool kids are hanging out, smoking cigarettes, and drinking little tiny airplane bottles of rum these days. Stop on by. That's where everybody's hanging. What's up, BJ? Good to see you. Sparkle Princess. Hello. Hi, Kimmy. Scooter. Sally. Nice to see everybody on a nice little old Tuesday morning. Today on the show, uh, we'll give you a quick recap of uh, last night's Relatable Mail. Also, the stranger thing about Botox is... And for a limited time, order one large three-topping pizza. Get a side of Hero absolutely free. But first... Oh, some live dates, August 4th and 5th, Gunny's Comedy Club in Dynamo, Minnesota with Victoria Jackson of Saturday Night Live. August 26th to the 27th, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at Gunny's. Also the 22nd through the 24th of September, the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois with my good bud, Jonathan Kite. Just September 30th through the 1st, back at Gunny's Comedy Club in Edina. And December 2nd through the 3rd, Falcon Gas Company, Austin, Texas, John Kite. Get all that information, get all those tickets, get all that merchandise, get all that sweet, sweet info. I think the kids are calling it the 411 these days. You can find it all at RudyPovich.com. Good morning, Amanda. Scooter, what up, yo? Tara, Marty Quist. Good to see you, bud. Good to see you, man. Marty celebrating 30 days sober. Dude, great accomplishment. Thumbs up, my man. Keep at it. I was just explaining to somebody last, uh, what was it, a couple nights ago, another sober comic in town that I have now for almost two years have told myself I need to quit drinking. And that, and it's not like I go out and hit rock bottom three times a week. It is, uh, it's just, hey, I got nothing to do. My daughter leaves around six o'clock at night. I might go out, do a couple of sets. I come back, it's 9.30, 10 o'clock. Better Call Saul is on. So I better just kick my feet up and drink four beers before I go to bed, which I don't need to do. But I'm just sitting here bored. I went and saw a movie last night called Fourth of July. Joe List. It was directed by Louis C.K. Just recently came out. Uh, getting beat up by the critics, uh, top critics. But with the people, it's like 90-some percent. And I went and watched. I don't know if I loved the movie. I, I walked out of there feeling like... The same way I felt when I watched Napoleon Dynamite for the first time. I'm like, either this movie is the greatest thing I've ever seen or it's a giant pile of shit. And I cannot tell the difference at the moment. Um, Marty, thanks, man. Yeah, dude, congratulations. It's such an accomplishment, man. It's such an accomplishment. You know, one thing they said in the movie last night that really kind of stuck with me was, hey, man, you can't get 10 years in a day. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, you can't. Uh, For how much... um, you know, we all want to try to fast track things, you know, getting getting that that one year pin, getting that medallion, getting that coin. It shit takes time, man. You know, I got an uncle now that's like, I don't even know, must be 12 years sober, 13 years sober. And man, I mean, that guy was drinking a quart of whiskey a day and still going to work. <laughs> Could you imagine? Imagine just getting up and having a drink, one drink in the morning before going to work. 
let alone drinking an entire quart and then going and pounding nails all day on a roof. How the fuck do you manage, man? Jesus. Good morning, Olina. Nice to see you. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, decent movie. I liked it. Uh, it's not playing a lot. You're probably catching on on demand because it only played like in select theaters. I always hate when they do that. Only playing in select theaters. Well, let me guess. It's not going to be Minnesota, but this is the one time where it actually was. Ah. So last night uh, we had uh, the first ever relatable mail. Thanks everybody who stopped by and uh, checked out the live feed. I'm going to put all the audio from last night's Relatable Mail onto today's episode. Just a little piggyback episode so you guys can hear what went down last night. So uh, I do want to play a clip for you guys. This uh, was part of the part of the festivities last night. Hopefully you, uh, you caught it, but here you go. Not as angry as people that watch Twilight. I want my $12 back, AMC. Give it back. Hunter, I got lots of questions. You feel free to ask one there. You feel free. Amanda, just spread the love. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's all we do here. That's what we do. We spread the love. We spread butt cheeks and love. That's what we do on the Relatable Mail. <laughs> Tanya, what's up with the elevator music? Tanya? It's a really good question. I'm going to remember that the next time I sit down in the recording studio with my flamenco guitar to record these tracks. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. This is me playing. Turn it up. Oh, That's right. That's what you get every Monday. The relatable mail was <laughs> Sage Blakely. God damn. Speaking of that music, we might as well play some. Uh, people were asking last night about the wig, which tougher to find a wig than what one might think. Because I'm not just ordering any old wig off of Amazon. I'm a man who needs to try on a wig. And I stopped many places last night. I mean, I went to goddamn Party City, which... They're already toting out the Halloween stuff. You guys can't throw a wig in there. I mean, they had them, but they were like the worst looking wigs. $25 for like a platinum blonde weird bob cut. I'm like, I don't know. That's not what I'm looking for. Tried every, I mean, I went to like, I went to like three Goodwills. I went to Ark. I could not find it. Finally, I walked into this like beauty uh, supply place and this lady goes, yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, like a beauty, I don't know what you want to call it. It was called Angel's Hair Beauty Supply or something. It's down the street. They sell all that shit. The wigs, the extensions, all of it. And I, rent, I ran down to uh, this place. I walked in. The thing I noticed right away when I walked in was the strong scent of hair chemicals. <laughs> but uh, I turned the corner and... There's a uh, there's a, a middle-aged woman, probably like mid-50s, who is dyeing the hair of another middle-aged woman. Uh, I walk in. The whole place is just filled with, like, hair extensions and braids. And as soon as I walked in, these two poor middle-aged black ladies see me coming down. And the looks on their faces were like, this is how we die. I've been watching the news. Listen, I, I know how mass shootings start. <laughs> 
It starts with a 40-year-old white guy walking into a black-owned business, and th- that's just it. Now we meet our maker. And <laughs> they both had the look on their face like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? And I walked down the, the aisle of, like, all the wigs and the hair braids, and I walked up. I was like, you guys got any wigs? <laughs> The looks on these two ladies' faces were like, what the what? Um, yeah. What kind of a wig are you looking for? I was like, something short. Something that, like, I don't need it to be, I, I don't want, I'm looking for like a swoop. I need a MySpace haircut. Do you guys remember MySpace? I need, like, I, I, like, I listen to My Chemical Romance, but I need like a modern day version of the MySpace haircut. And this lady's like, um, yeah, okay, um. I, I I guess I could show you a couple, couple things, and then she pulled out some, and I saw like the second wig. I was like, "There we go." So I plop it on, and the lady starts. I immediately it took me a minute, but I'm like, "Oh, they think I'm like a a drag star. They think that I'm gonna go like dress up and like do the drag queen thing downtown." Because the lady's like, "These are beautiful wigs." I was like, "Yeah, this is really nice." She's like, "She's like, what color? Do you have like a like a?" I know she wanted to say dress. Because I could see it like on the tip of her tongue. She's like, so what color um, uh, uh, um, outfit will you be <laughs> wearing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this one will do. And I walked up and I paid and I walked out and they all had a big smile on their face. I guarantee like those two ladies, when they saw me walking down, they were like, oh shit, we should have installed Simply Safe. What were we thinking? God damn it. My son was right. Shit. And I'm I'm not I'm nowhere near the goddamn counter where the baseball bat is. Now I gotta. You guys got any wigs? <laughs> Hilarious. So, anyways, yeah. So the last night, the relatable mail. Great job. Uh, fun hanging out with everybody. Monday nights, we'll try to keep doing them as many as we possibly can. If you have questions for it, and I'm serious, try to. If you do have actual questions that you would like to ask Sage Blakely. Because I don't know if you guys knew this or not. If you if you listened to the Relatable Mail last night, he used to work with Oprah. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Oprah used to confide in him. Back in 1987, when they worked at that Long John Silver's together on the south side of Chicago. Yep, that's right. You bet your sweet ass. The guy has got some ups. All right, we should probably get right into it, huh? Huh? Um, Did you guys see this thing about... Um, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. First off, uh, it took me a second, so I was like, which one is she again? I was like, oh, that's right, the super cute girl that dated Steve. That's right. Um, totally at space on, on this gal. But, uh, she... <sighs> Inner's been going goddamn bananas on this gal because there's a skin uh, care specialist who did this video and it kind of like recommended a few ways. And this is the part that always gets me, how they could improve on her face. I'm sorry, one of the cutest starlets, like during, like in the last probably five years, like everybody's a fan of this show. How do we improve on her face? 
All right, well, that's one way to put it, I guess. Anyway, some people were goddamn losing their minds about it. Uh, some people wanted to do a complete overhaul of this girl's face, which I just don't get, that included injectors and chin fillers. And anyway, here's the audio from the video. All right, guys, let's talk about Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. First of all, she killed it in Stranger Things, and if you don't like Stranger Things, we cannot be friends. So if I was Natalia's injector, this is what I would do. I would actually add a little bit of chin filler just to help fill out her chin and make her whole face more of like a heart-shaped. Next, I would add a little bit to the lips, just a nice pout. We'd get in there and do a little bit of Botox. I'd give her a nice brow lift to help open up her eyes. All right, let's see what the final product would give us. Ta-da! All right, how do we like my Photoshop skills? As we can tell, her jaw is slimmer, her chin is more pointy, and her eyebrows are more lifted, and gotta love that pout. Do we love it? Do we hate it? Ugh, okay. I'm trying to get this, uh video for you guys so you guys can check out exactly what it is that this lady hit. I looked at this gal's face uh, first off I didn't think there was anything wrong with it and then secondly the, the 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 butch job that this woman does in photoshop on this gal ladies all right hang on a second ladies come here meet me over at camera one would you here's the deal um you're young you are impressionable you keep seeing TikToks about, you know, gals who go out and they get a little bit of Botox and an injector filler and they are like they push back their eyebrows a little bit. How about just working with what the good Lord gave you? Cause there's a you know, I look at like some of the Kardashians. They show like those like, you know, early photos of when these gals had no work done, and I'm like, I think you're prettier back then. Like why would why would you want to go out and change the, you know, listen, I get if you get, like, things that, like, a blemish that is changeable. I get that. But, like, the complete structure of your face, shaving down your jawline, shit like that, like, it's super intrusive. And then, here's the thing. A lot of, like, presentation is all about, you know, uh, having, uh, like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Confidence. And even being on stage, you can have the worst joke on the planet but if you sell that shit confidently hilarious and there's a vibe that people give off and especially when you see it with like people who have had a ton of work done at a younger age you're like oh you hate yourself you don't like who you are so you feel like if you change the outside that will change the inside and it doesn't i get when you get a little long in the tooth and maybe the eyelids start to droop a little bit you're like hey i just want to look refreshed that part i get there's a reason why this stuff exists. But to go out at that such young age, at like 24, and to completely change what you look like, because you're miserable on the inside. It's terrible. Ah, what's up, uh, Eric? Good to see you. Tara, that's disgusting. Uh, Sally, I'm scared to death of Botox. I'd be the 1% with a severe reaction and look like a monster. You see some of these faces of women who get this shit done later in life. Oh my God, Kenny Rogers? Shit, I don't know why it is I can't change any of these photos right now because I would definitely show you guys. But holy shit, man. Kenny Rogers, when I saw that photo, I was like, dude, he, he looked like the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz had just been out, you know, singing the gambler for the last 30 years. You give, listen, you give the cowardly lion a, a short, manicured, well, well taken care of beard <laughs> and a cowboy hat. And God damn it. That's exactly what you got. Kenny Rogers when he was like, you know, in his, uh, in his upper, in those upper years. 
Why in the fuck can I not show you guys what this is? God damn it. Um, no, uh, it's starting to drive me batty here why I can't show you guys what this gal looked like. Anyways, it's, but anyway, but yeah, but listen, just Google it. Why am I fucking having to share it? You guys just go out and find the picture yourself. Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, what's up, Dar? Uh, aren't you supposed to have wrinkles when you age? Yeah, there is something nice about it, like a distinguished look, you know? There's some people out there that get away with it. Paul Rudd. I mean, the guy has one wrinkle. He's had it since he was 27, and it will be that way until he's uh, 84. He's just going to always look the same. I had a cab driver one time tell me, I'm not afraid of getting older. I'm afraid of getting older and not looking like Sean Connery, which I get. You know, I feel like it was so much easier to age back in the day. Like, you were allowed to look a little haggard. And nowadays, we just constant. You saw a picture of yourself once every 11 and a half months because you'd have to like take the photo, bring it down to the one hour place, get it developed, have that shit get you run down, pick it up. It was a pain in the ass. We constantly see images of ourselves every single day. So we know the progression of what it looks like when we go back. Instagram's like, hey, check it out. Or Facebook's like, check it out. This is what happened a year ago. You look back, you're like, oh my God, I've aged five years in a year. I do not look like the same person that I did. I get why Botox is at an all-time high. I get why there's TikToks that are, you know, getting millions of views trying to teach women how it is that you can shave a couple of years off. I get it. We constantly see pictures of ourselves. It's a constant reminder of, hey, man, you don't look like you used to. Uh, I had to do a um, uh, a graphic for Richard Roper, which you guys might remember. Siskel and Ebert, he took over uh, after uh, Siskel had passed away. Ebert and Roper. I saw a picture of Richard Roper yesterday, and I'm like, that is not the same guy. I just saw Richard Roper, I don't know, uh, I did two years ago? And I'm like, that was a young, that was a that was a young man who skipped to his loo, my darling. The guy I just did a photo for yesterday, I bet even Richard Roper would be like, yeah, it's been a rough like 24 months, man. <laughs> Amanda, I'm growing old gracefully. I keep my laugh lines. Uh, shows that I've lived a great life with laughter. I I agree. Yeah, you get you know somebody one time said you smile with your eyes. Oh, you smile with your eyes. What they were saying is those crow's feet are really starting to come in on you. They look amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah, I would just say, listen, uh, you start going down that route of the Botox and the at a young age, you know, it's a false representation of what a woman is. And, I'm, listen, I am – I. I totally perpetuate that stereotype i know my type of gal that i like to date i listen we're all dudes like that you know you see a gal with like uh plump lips and uh i don't know guys just like that for whatever reason sometimes we skip past personality <laughs> you know god damn it so i don't know anyway I saw that last night and sort of giggled about it and just went, well, shit, man. If the gal who's like a number one on the you know list of women in their 20s that are absolutely crushing the acting game right now can be subjected to having to have their face changed, then what the fuck are the chances for any of any of us? 
we got nothing in our back pockets. So, <sighs> anyways, anybody watch the new uh, season of Stranger Things? Pretty goddamn good, actually. Pretty goddamn good. All right. So, uh, 25-year-old pizza guy. You guys deliver pizzas at all? I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Always have been. Loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, guy's been given over five, a half a million bucks. This dude has been made. Uh, this dude has made in online donations. Saved four children and an 18-year-old from a burning house in Indiana. I thought that's all they had in Indiana was burning house, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, here's audio of the guy uh, after he saved these five people. The heat scared me, and the whole situation scared me. It was adrenaline. I hightailed my butt into the house through the backup door, found Kehlani in the smoke, continued upstairs, collapsed at the top stairs, and then went to jump out the window, but her leg got wrapped up around the curtain. And so I finished up busting the window out after I got it unwrapped, and then we jumped out. I'm ready to go play some football. I'm ready to go drift. Whatever, let's go, baby. <laughs> Listen, I used to work at a pizza shop for two years. You could barely get those guys to get it to work to on to actually walk in the door on time, ready to go to deliver pizzas, let alone have them run into a burning house. Are you kidding me? If anything, the dudes I used to work with would walk up and light their joint with the flames as the house burned to ashes. Fucking half the time you can't find guys that are like motivated and ready to go. This guy sounded like a straight up typical uh it, pizza delivery guy though i mean you hear that dude he's like yeah man we just fucking walking down the street next thing you know man i'm running into a burning house i can feel the flame it was like super hot man i just want to do this like play some football i'm gonna go around throw the pigskin around maybe go play a little bit of frisbee golf a little bit later on fucking hey man that's right anybody got a large pepperoni with anchovies yeah fuck yeah i drive a 1986 corsica what of it shit yeah fucking tires are huge all I had to do was put a ster the stereo system is worth seven times what the car is, but God damn it, it's loud. I like my car. I I'm going to deliver pies till the day I die. Fucking A. <laughs> this dude's a trip. I love this guy. So let that be a lesson, kids. Uh, I will say this. If you are going to find that one job like in like the late, late teens, early 20s, and you want an adventure... Delivering pizzas is where it's at, man. That was like one of the best times. Looking back on it, it was like one of the best times I ever had. Just fucking driving around town for, you know, seven hours a day. Listening to tunes. You know, it was awesome. God damn, those were the days. Going up to people's houses, meeting folks. You know, every now and again, you get that late night party and they'd be like, Hey, man, when your shift's done, come on back. Then you'd get back and you'd beer bong with these dudes. Like, it was a blast, man. I mean, I would kill my daughter if she became a pizza delivery person not a chance in hell i'm gonna let her go out there in the world we're living in today um amanda you do that way too well oh the pizza delivery guy dude out yeah listen if it wasn't doing this highly lucrative podcast i'd be out there delivering pizzas for Domino's. i'd make sure you avoid the noid uh stick around because the last part of this podcast is going to be the replay from last night's relatable mail you can find that uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on iHeart, the iHeart app, or wherever you upload your podcast, and make sure you subscribe. That's always the big deal. Find this podcast every single day live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Make sure you stick around for a replay of the Relatable Mail.
Why, hello, ladies. Welcome to the Relatable Mail. My name is Sage Blakely. This is the place where it's okay to ask the questions that your mama don't want to answer for you. All you got to do is ask old Sage. Sage has all the answers. I want to say thank you not only to the ladies that have stopped by, but all the, look at all these fellas over here on the live feed on this Instagram. Why, hello, Lorianne. Hi, Sally. Hi, John. Marty Quist. Boys, if you have questions too, feel, feel free to throw them in the comments of Instagram Live. I know there's some people on Facebook and on YouTube right now, but trust me, you're going to want to hop on over to Instagram because that's where all them questions are going to get answered. We're going we're gonna to talk about everything. We're going to talk about JJs. We're going to talk about Vijay Ray Jays. We're going to talk about Ray Guns. We might talk about Shogun Hua. If you haven't Googled him, you should Google him. Oh, Shogun Hua. Hi, Sally. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Scooter. Thanks for stopping by. If you got questions, ladies, this is the place to ask them. We ask all the questions you were just a little too embarrassed to talk to with your parents, with your mom, with an aunt, with an uncle. Preferably not an uncle. Uh, Lorianne, you are Kendall. Listen, we're going to use all our words here, okay? You are the Kendall or you are a Kendall. But just you are... Are you, Maybe there was a comma. Maybe I am Ken, comma, doll. Maybe you were calling me doll. I don't know. I'm just saying. Listen, we're sticklers when it comes to great hair and great punctuation, okay? It's what we do here on the Relatable Mail. <laughs> John, is this the transgender reveal you were uh, hating on this morning? Listen, we don't need to go down that route. I'm going to treat this just like the military in the mid-90s. This is don't ask, don't tell. Okay? Hi, Don Pardo. Nice to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Ladies, if you got questions, feel free to ask them. I'm trying to get people away from... Listen, we have this problem every single time. People get onto Facebook. They get onto YouTube. Spend all their day... Just floating around the internet, finding false information. You should, you listen, every single Monday, six, preferably 7 p.m., but tonight I got tickets to a movie that's one night only, so I have to go at 7 p.m. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you got questions, stop on by. That's what we want to do here. All right, getting to my first question. This first one comes from, a, to, uh, from Elizabeth, all the way out of Chicago, Illinois. She asked old Sage Blakely, at the age of 57, why is my husband all of a sudden addicted to pornography? Because he's gross. That's why. He's gross. He's a gross, in, ugh, disgusting. Now, you're probably wondering, hey, how is it that I get him to point his eyes back at me? How do I get them longing gazes from my husband, who's now 57? Here's how you do it. Listen. Elizabeth. I think maybe it's high time you went out and you filmed one of these films for yourself. That will get him. You want to stoke the flames of a relationship? That's how you do it. And listen, there's, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying that there is affordable cameras out there nowadays. A Canon M50 would do the job in a pinch. You might even be able to get a Sony a7 III. I'm just saying that these are quality cameras that make mid-level pornography available to, to to couples that are really trying to, to, you know, get a little bit of spark back in the relationship. I would say, listen, the Canon M50 is very nice. You can, there's all sorts of shops, all sorts of tutorials. YouTube is filled with tutorials on, <laughs> on how to make 
your own. <laughs> I film your own pornography. <laughs> I'm just saying, Liz, men are pigs and they're gross. And if you want to be able to li listen, is let me tell you a story real quick. Let me hang on a second. Let's get some music going. Let me tell you a quick story. Back in Chicago. When old Sage was making his way up the ladder of Burger King, I worked with a one Oprah Winfrey. And there were a lot of times Oprah would confide in me, would want to know about relationships, sex, drugs, rock and roll, sex, how to properly sit on a chair in the middle of a, <laughs> middle of a live Instagram feed. I got to move. But what I'm saying is, she used to confide in me. And there was one time I told her, I said, Oprah, you're going to have to come across many pigs. There's going to be many men out there that are going to try to get up all up in your business. But you are going to be Oprah. And one day, you're going to be able to look those men in the eye. And you're going to be able to buy and sell guys like that. Them gross dudes trying to get up all in your hoo-ha. And then Oprah looked at me and said... Hey, this guy's waiting on his Whopper with curly fries. And I was like, God damn it, Oprah. I'm trying my best to pass down sage-like advice. Now that those words came out of my mouth, I can't believe we didn't call this fucking thing sage-like advice with Sage Blakely. God damn it. That's a wasted opportunity. We might have to talk to our producers <laughs> about but listen, that's not the point. The point is that when Oprah asked, Sage delivered every single time. So that is why I would say make your own pornography, Liz, and fire it off. Send it to your husband, preferably during the workday, right in the middle of a big meeting. He's going to know that you mean business. Then later that night, when he gets home, have the candles lit, rose petals, leading the trail all the way from the front door to the bedroom. And then when he gets there, oh, you're going to be spread eagle. That's right. Doing your best Suzanne Summers, 1987. Somebody go on out and get yourself a buns, buns of steel thigh master. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's going to be all much like them men in Oprah back in 1983 at that Burger King in Chicago. All them dudes trying to get up. I'm like, you can't get up in her curly fries. Nuh-uh, not when Sage is around. Sally, love the Southern accent. I appreciate the comments, but how about we get some goddamn questions going? <laughs> Listen, if you got any sex advice, you got need some sex advice, you have questions about maybe, maybe you're dating someone and you don't know if it's the person you should be with for the rest of your life. I have those answers. Sage Blakely, the relatable male. Say hi to Shar. Thanks for stopping by. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Tara. Tara says, blonde is your color. Well, thank you very much. You can tell I got a little bit of roots going on right now. I'm not proud of it. Not proud of it one bit. It's been 37 weeks since I saw my girl, Clara. Clara, my hairstylist. Clara, Clara, listen. Clara may or may not have gone on vacation in the Bahamas. May, may not have returned. I don't know. She's not returning any of my text messages. Hence, I got to walk around looking like, looking like I've been in a hole down in the, down in goddamn Tijuana 
It was unbelievable. Could you stop walking, dog? I'm in the middle of giving out sage-like advice. <laughs> the relatable male. Olena, is that a Karen wig? I, who's Karen? I don't, listen, I bought, first off, this is not a wig. This is my own personal hair. And I would never take hair from a woman named Karen. Could you, I've seen those horror movies, okay? Listen, they put a drop of blood of a serial killer inside of a doll. And what does that doll do? He goes on a murderous rampage. That's not me. If I were to take another woman's hair stick, I'd be screaming at managers of Walmart. That's not me. It's not my style. It doesn't happen that way. Chad, if Minnesota Nice were a person, this would be the look. Well, listen, you can get all Judgy Judy up on your goddamn soapbox all you want, Chad. All you want. I like to think that this is, you know, Goo Goo Dolls meets casserole. That's what we're going to call this haircut. Next time, ladies, you go into the get into the salon, I want you to walk in and be like, give me Goo Goo Dolls meets casserole. And this is what the haircut they're going to give you. You're goddamn right. Sparkle Prince 727 joining on the live feed. Thank you, guys. If you do have questions, I, listen, I can see there's people on Facebook and YouTube. Get off Facebook and YouTube. Come on over to Instagram. That's where the party's at. You'll find out if you do that. Uh, let's go ahead and take another question here. This one comes from Kara, all the way in Chattanooga. You know what, Kara? Next time you call it Chattanooga, you better call it Chattahoochee. Because it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got, we got a little rubbing, but we didn't get caught. I think I fucked that line, but it doesn't matter. Down by the river on a Friday night. Pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight. I, I Listen, I don't know if there's a lot of people who know this or not, but I actually helped write that song. I came up with the It Gets Hotter Than a Hoochie Coochie. You should have seen them guys in the studio racking their brains. Chattahoochee. What rhymes with Chattahoochee? I just silently sat in the back having the answer. Nobody said anything. And finally, I just chimed in. I was like, it gets hotter than a... And they were saying crazy things. They were saying, like, it gets hotter than a poochie-oochie. I was like, I don't know. What the fuck is a poochie-oochie? What? These guys definitely ain't Southern. Then it dawned on me that these guys would need a little bit of help. So I chimed on in. It gets hotter than a hoochie-coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little dirty, but we never got caught. I don't think that's the line either. I keep fucking it up. Anyways. Um... Hi, Megan McCarthy. Thanks for stopping by the live feed. Nicole, popping on over from Instagram. Amanda, did the drapes match the carpet? Ah, uh, I don't have carpet. I have hardwood floors. Oh! I gotta say, I stole that from Dave Chappelle's last special because I just watched it the other night. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, let's get back to, uh, to Kara from... She says Chattanooga. It's Chattahoochee, sweetheart. It's Chattahoochee. Kara asked, uh, my daughter is super into Twilight, almost to an extent. How do I get my daughter to stop watching Twilight? Listen, Kara, meet me over at camera one. Hang, let's start the music again. Kara, first off, nobody wants a daughter who's late to the party. That kid is like 12 years behind when it comes to actual relevant movies. What is she doing? Listen, I, I get that there's a resurgence of classic rock. Kids that are 17 listening to Led Zeppelin. I totally get that. 
But if you're going to go back and find new things to listen to and watch, why the fuck would you let it be that big giant pile of, of vampire dookie? Don't let the vampire dookie... Listen, your daughter's going to get bit by vampire dookie and then she herself will want to live off the sustenance of other vampires dookie. You don't want that. And that's what Twilight is. It's vampire dookie. Fifty Shades of... That's exactly what that is. Werewolves and vampires. Everyone knows werewolves win. Whooping ass of a vampire. Whooping ass. <sighs> Olina. If there are no photos, there is no proof. Oh, of my carpets matching the drapes? That is for Sage to know, and that is for you to find out, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So I'm telling you right now, if you have a daughter who watches Twilight, it, it might be time to move on. You might have to find yourself a new daughter. Is it just, listen, these are just some, when Oprah was asking me for all this advice back in 1983, when we worked over at that Long John Silver's, this, this was the, I was, I've been dishing out this kind of information now for years, years. Carrie, Listen, right now would be a great time to maybe think about getting another daughter. Because I don't know about if you've heard, in nine months, there's going to be an influx of kids. And you might be able to find one who doesn't like the shitty acting of Robert Pattinson. I'm just saying, find, a, find one that relates to you. Find one. Uh, Danielle, werewolves kick major ass. Yes, they do. Ooh. Jason Fisher. Hi, Jason Fisher. Thanks for stopping by. If you need a little sage-like advice, which I'm still kicking myself in the ass that I didn't name this podcast, Sage-like advice with Sage Blakely, which we just found out minutes ago would have been a much more proper name than the relatable male. <laughs> we could be answering serious questions sage-like, but instead, this is what we got. Ah. Tara, true crime is a big thing right now. If involved... How would the uh, how would the relatable male die or kill? If I was involved with one of those, were you asking would I kill or would I be killed? Because I got to listen. If I had to put up with a daughter who liked Twilight or other tween garbage like that, I would probably be on the given end of uh, you know the business end of a machete. But if I was forced to sit down and watch it, I would hope that somebody would do me the honor of taking that machete and hitting me upside the temple to make sure I ne- Listen, they made way too many Twilight movies. One should have been enough. I tried- Listen. Listen, meet me over at camera one. When I was working with Oprah in 1992, over at a Wendy's, Oprah and I had this long talk about what teen movies were going to look like. Because at that time, all we had was Teen Wolf- we had the Breakfast Club. We had Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, basically anything with Molly Ringwald and Michael J. Fox. And goddammit, we liked it. We liked it! Now these kids now, it's too much. They get Twilight, they get Lord of the Rings. They get all these Marvel movies. We didn't get any of that. Why would you waste your time on Twilight? There's some... Listen, go back and watch the Dream Team. Michael Keaton, believe, 1986. I might be, listen, 
with all the sage-like information I have in my head, sometimes it's hard to keep the release years of certain movies. But what I'm trying to tell you is, if you want it, you can find it. And the Dream Team would be a better choice for your 16-year-old daughter than Robert Pattinson and that other... Fuck, what was that guy's name? Got it. Tyler, Tyler Leitner. I believe he was related to Christian Leitner. I think it was Christian Leitner's younger cousin. I'm pretty sure. I'm probably fucking that up, and I apologize, but that's okay. Uh, Tanya Drumboffs, Drumber Brock, Drumber. Hi, Tanya. However, the fuck you say your last name? Sasher. Hi, Sasher. 223 Ryan Stock. BJJ. Listen, Ryan Stock. Let me ask you something, Ryan Stock. If you guys don't know who Ryan Stock is, Ryan Stock, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu artist. Since I'm not getting any questions, <laughs> we gotta gotta go down a road somewhere. But listen, there might have been a time when I was trying to train BJJ. I didn't realize that there was another J in the training facility. I mean, I mean, tickle me, tickle me, embarrassed when I walked in and realized that there was another J. I had no idea. Didn't know. But I walked in. The first day I met a guy. He was on Stevenson Station from Hawaii. Marine. Big, strong, strapping guy. Giant muscles. Great jawline. Impeccable dimples. A butt you could bounce a quarter off of. He was ripped is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I sized him up. I may have asked him to roll for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. That was when I realized that there was two J's in BJJ. Talk about disappointed. <laughs> but afterwards, he told me a story. He had just been stationed in Minnesota all the way from Hawaii. I said, you came the right time because it is July. You're going to fucking hate it in about three months, my man. But afterwards, we developed a friendship, a kinship, if you will. And at the end of it, I said, this is great great meeting you, my man. I think we're going to have to do this again sometime. He said, listen, I think we're, we're developing a friendship here. I think it's time. Yeah, I think I, I'm down. You want to meet here tomorrow at noon? I said, absolutely. We're going to meet here tomorrow at noon. And then we did a, did a quick like Bash Brothers forearm bash. I gave him a fist bump. I said, I'm going to see you tomorrow. He said, you too, man. Can't wait. I turned around. I said, all right, take care. Love you. That was the end of it. Never came back the next day. <sighs> we never got back together to see if possibly we could take that J out of the BJJ. Nope. Didn't happen. I was devastated. 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 I say. But anyway, I want to thank you all for joining me on the Relatable Mail. If you got questions, <laughs> you can put them in the Instagram live. <laughs> we'll do this every single Monday, probably around seven o'clock, six o'clock. I, listen, sometimes, sometimes a man has to be able to tell another man he loves him in the heat of rolling in a BJJ dojo. I don't know if that's what it's called. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of people angry about that one. Not as angry as people that watch Twilight. I want my $12 back, AMC. Give it back! 
Hunter, I got lots of questions. You feel free to ask one there. You feel free. Amanda, just spreading the love. That's right. That's right. That's all we do here. That's what we do. We spread the love. We spread butt cheeks and love. That's what we do on the Relatable Mail. <laughs> Tanya, what's up with the elevator music? Tanya? It's a really good question. I'm going to remember that the next time I sit down in the recording studio with my flamenco guitar to record these tracks. I don't know if you know this. This is me playing. Turn it up. you're going to have to go ahead and download that track off Spotify for 99 cents. Can't give it. <laughs> Listen, why go to the cow when you can get the tit milk for free is what my grandma used to say. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she did. Making me sleepy. All right. Well, good to know, Tanya. Good to know. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for episode number one of the Relatable Mail. Thank you so much to my good friend, Rudy Povich, for letting me use a studio. It's a little damp down here. You can definitely tell it's a lot of, there's a lot of toxicity, male toxicity happening in here. Wow. I didn't know man could have so many snap-on calendars, but they're around. They are around. But we're going to do this every single Monday. Till then, thank you guys for stopping by. Make sure you go check out my friend, Rudy. He's got a bunch of live dates, August 4th and 5th. That's next weekend. Going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club with Victoria Jackson from Saturday Night Live. Stop on by. Get your tickets, rudypovich.com. That's where you're going to find merchandise. And maybe, maybe he's going to let me sell a little bit of the Relatable Mail merchandise on there as well. We We don't know. But until then, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I want to say thank you guys very much and always appreciate it. Don't forget, if you got questions, make sure you fire them off to Sage Blakely. The Relatable Male. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.